1: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show and have we got a show for you. Seth Rollins is getting attacked from behind. We've got Drew (laughs) McIntyre. Saying us for his tag team, and Zoe Stark gets hit in the face by a chair thrown by her mentor. Uh, but before we get into all of that good stuff, let me introduce the team. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by Jimmy cordares and Justin Labar. Justin, good to have you back. I mean, I guess you were here last Monday, but you weren't here on Wednesday? Wednesday, you yes. Then? You, were, okay. you
2: were and I and I won't be here this Wednesday either. So uh <laughs> Uh, just the way it's working out, so thank you for covering me last Wednesday.
1: Taking uh, time off, huh? It. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really wasn't,
2: I, I don't have so much to say as time off. I was, I was uh, even busier than I, than I, whatever. I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't sitting by the pool sipping a, a, a my time, let me tell you that. Uh, yeah, good to, good to be here. Monday Night Raw, my favorite. Our Triple J, our last Triple J for a bit, though, because uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're gonna have some, some shuffling for a few weeks, but we'll make the most of it tonight as we talk about the go home Raw uh, as we head towards payback here. And if you haven't heard it, it's the steel city. (laughs) (laughs) If you you didn't, if you didn't take the notes from Monday night, (laughs) raw, uh,
1: yeah. Speaking of people taking time off and just lollygagging around
3: Jimmy Cordare. It's good to see you again. Good to see you. And yeah, I will be taking some time off and, uh, just uh, from everything though, not just, you know, from, from here, but from, uh, you know, the ref and rants and all that stuff. Just going to take a little break. I need some time with the family. Let's put it that way. Family. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't start no. on the family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but, uh, we're, so enjoy triple J why it's here. It might be a little bit of a break after this, but that said, everyone who's with us like comment, share, subscribe, uh, all that good stuff. Um, we got a, uh, we got some news this week and, I just challenge everyone in the chat to guess what we're going to open talking about in the news here today. Uh, Reports. AEW is believed to have suspended CM Punk and Jack Perry uh, through all out. Brian Alvarez has reported that there is a quote belief within AEW that CM Punk and Jack Perry have been suspended after the two got into an alleged physical confrontation backstage during yesterday's pay-per-view. If true, the two will seemingly not be present for the company's next pay-per-view All Out taking place this Sunday. Punk's absence will be especially notable as the show will take place at the United Center in Chicago. And both AEW Dynamite and Collision will take place in Chicago ahead of Sunday's event. Uh, There was apparently new information that happened during Raw that says that people are saying that Jack Perry did not throw the first punch. Uh, and that CM Punk has been saying that he hates AEW or hates this place, I guess. or I don't know the exact quote, but something along those lines. I'm a journalist. Uh, but uh, but uh, Justin Labar um, just can't catch a break, it seems like, here with CM
2: Punk. <laughs> can't catch a break, yeah. I, I, it, the, the quote was, he hates this place. Um, you know, it, it was this time last year when he got suspended the first time. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: And here we are again, you know, and last time it's like, again, it, it's, it's management's not getting ahead of anything. They're, they're constantly in react mode. They're constantly on the defense. You know, th- when, the, when the whole uh, fight happened after the, after the media scrum, you know, it was kind of a layup for Tony Khan to be able to suspend CM Punk. Cause CM Punk had injured himself badly in that match where he won the world title. So he was going to be out anyway. So it was almost kind of like a, you know, an easy, easy thing to do. I mean, props, you know, kudos to do the right thing here. Okay, suspension for another investigation, but this should have been stopped. This the stuff with he and Perry apparently has been building for the last few weeks, as we've seen come to surface. Get ahead of this. Be a leader. Get ahead and stop it before it happens. Because now what's happened is you've the headlines from your record-breaking show have been totally stolen once again. By this by something you're not making any money off of and oh by the way it's going to cost you money they're getting ready to turn around and do a residency here in Chicago they're getting ready to do uh, another pay-per-view a week after doing this massive stadium show something we all were wondering how the hell they're going to pull off probably is going to be on the shoulders of CM Punk because it is Chicago because he is the real world champion and then you have another world champion in MJF so you could throw something that's a match that doesn't need one promo and, and it's there you don't have to do any build for weeks or months but you've just lost that now so now you've just hurt business again it, it, it's the common denominator i'm not saying that i'm not saying other people aren't at fault in certain situations and, and and but at some point when do you stop and look around and go is this worth it is this worth it
1: I mean, that's, that's always the question I have. And Jimmy, again, I I said weeks ago, this is going into my bash at the beach, uh, Montreal screw uh, job list of things that I feel like I'm never going to fully understand what really happens. But Justin makes a good point. There is a common denominator through all of this. I don't, Mm -hmm. regardless of whose fault it is, I mean, in your time. Do you remember a situation where there was one person that seemed to be the focus of so much, such a high percentage of drama in a company?
3: Uh, you know what? There's always been rumors about certain this person, like, for example, uh, HBK, when he was going through his uh uh tough times let's put it that way and and causing a little bit of a ruckus in the locker room especially with someone by the name of Brett the Hitman Hart and and you know you have other names pop up but i haven't heard of anybody getting this much heat and i guess it's because there's so much um uh we get so much of a peek behind the curtain nowadays mm-hmm. that it comes out more if you know what i mean and the thing that justin said that that, that is 1,000, percent correct is you had this weekend your biggest show in your company's history and it was gaining some momentum. People were talking about this. It was the talk of the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. And the headlines for this entire weekend were stolen by this one altercation that happened backstage. That, like you said, Justin, shouldn't have happened because... This is the wrestling business, and and to, to your point, uh, to to your question there, Jack, I I have seen, uh, not really really witnessed like, in person, mm-hmm. uh, certain things. I've seen little things, little hints here. I used to distance myself when I saw something brewing. Let's put it yeah. that way, because the further right. away from the 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 skirmish you are, the less uh, you can be a witness mm-hmm. when it comes to any kind of court, whether it's wrestler's court or whatever you want to call it. But uh, man, this is just, it's like you said, it's dominating the news cycle so much that something's got to be done. And the, you got some, like you, like you said, Justin, take charge. You can't let the inmates run the asylum. It,
1: yeah, go ahead, Justin.
2: No, and I was just going to add, I mean, and what good, I mean, I, you know, Tony, they just launched collision and, and collision, you know, was, it was sold, promoted and sold to warner brothers as cm punks the face of this show we're we're just gonna go ahead and see CM punks to have the saturday show all of his friends can be on that show everybody he doesn't like is gonna be on wednesday well now if you got to suspend them because you have to investigate this scenario now you don't have him for collision like it, it's just there's just there's nothing about it's it good for business it it's not it's not going to turn into a a, a match that's going to sell pay-per-views or sell out arenas so you're just wasting your time with a lot of drama
1: it's, and it definitely, no. I, I think of, you know, so many people have gone back and forth and said, is this a work? Is this a shoot? Is this, there? are all this stuff. And I, now I triple down. If this is a work, then I hate it. This is horrible. Mm-hmm. There's nothing good about this at all. Um, I don't think it is at this point, but Justin, to your point, like you had what, depending on whose numbers you believe, the biggest wrestling show ever. And we're not talking about the biggest wrestling show of all time today. We should be talking about – I should be pulling up, like, the numbers about how much money they made, buy rates, something.
3: I don't know, but I, none of that. It's, it's this issue that seems yeah. to always be there. And it even overshadowed the, what, the number that they threw out there, the 93,174 mm-hmm. number of total attendance there. Did they really have to go there? It had to be one – Single solitary person more than the ninety three thousand one hundred and seventy three at the Silver Dome. It just we know that in wrestling the numbers are fudged to some extent, but come on, man. Ah. And, and and even that got overshadowed by this whole <laughs> CM Punk situation. Well, I think that's all good and fun, but that that that
1: kind of stuff is good and fun to me because it doesn't hurt anybody. Nothing, it, nothing, whatever it, you you say it, whatever. People believe it. People don't believe it, whatever it's, it's a fun little deal, but like what's going on here. And I just, I've said before, again, I don't know what's going on backstage. I'm just, this is based off what I've read on the internet, which could be any, you know, mean anything, but in any team sport and wrestling's a team sport, I would say you, you got to have a locker room together. It doesn't matter how good someone is. If you're the best player in the world, but everyone on your team hates you or you're causing fights. It's just not going to work. You never hear about the Super Bowl team that hates each other. You never hear about the NBA Mm -hmm. champions that are like, Oh yeah, we hate each other. Can't stand each other. You know, like you got to be able to work together, even if you don't love each other, but like, if you're getting in fights, like that's a problem.
3: Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to jump in here again, but you said something else too. There needs to be a locker room leader. Like for example, in in WWE and my time there, especially during the brand split and SmackDown, Taker was our locker room leader, and like I've said a hundred times before, it's not because he made himself the leader. The locker room chose him as the leader. They, you know, that's the way it was. So each brand had their locker room leader. It doesn't seem to be anybody as a locker room leader right now, except for you know. Go ahead, go ahead, Justin.
2: No, I was. I agree. It doesn't seem like he's a locker room leader. I. I think the the trouble is, you know, one guy who's a veteran who's been everywhere, done everything, Chris Jericho. Trouble is, Chris Jericho and CM Punk still—they're not best friends. So there is nobody in that locker room that there's just nobody in the locker room that that's there that or at least has stepped up to that we can tell that wants to lead that everybody mm-hmm. gets behind. There's there right. there's a divide, there's a line in the sand. Any which way you go, obviously the elite they're not yeah you know, they don't have punk in and in the punk camp on their side. You know, we we saw some spats leak out online with Jericho and Punk again and and in, in recent months and it's just there is not an undertaker. There is nobody there right. that that I can, that we can tell that is stepping up that has that 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 command. Um mm-hmm. so it's just I mean, I don't know. I, I again, Tony Khan is a passionate wrestling fan. He's got billion dollar pockets. That's tremendous. But in traditional sports world, I'll tell you, be the billionaire owner, and if you're passionate about your promotion or your sports team, the analogy goes either way here. You can put millions and billions in, and that is you fulfilling your passion to set up your team or promotion in the best scenario to win. But what you need to do is you stay in the owner's box. You need to hire, you know, you need to hire the GM or the Booker and let them do the thing. You know, you don't. If I had a billion dollars. I'd be happy to be the owner of the Orioles or the Commanders or the Capitals. I know that I shouldn't be the GM because as a fan, I'm too attached to certain players or I have certain stigmas here, or whatever. Or you can't make rational business decisions. I just think that this, this, this is just a leadership problem. It, it starts at the top. Passion is all hell. Great for TK. But he has proven time and time again in the short span. He can't control this.
1: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate the whole thing is unfortunate hopefully it works out i don't know what that means i just know it feels like it feels like one person seems to be centered around it. and look i know there are some people who are big cm punk fans will say oh well it's because certain people leaks leak things to the dirt sheets to try to sway opinion and maybe that's true but at the end of the day something's wrong like, something's got to get fixed here whatever the yeah. case is so um shabowski with a a Super Chat here, by the way, it says, Jimmy, wrestlers biting each other all the uh, in all the companies is occurring. Is biting not against the rules never used to be a thing and now it's overused?
3: Well, again, it's like a lot of things nowadays that I notice in wrestling, biting, uh, roll up finishes. Uh, you, you can make a list of things that are overused in wrestling today. When someone bit someone in wrestling, it was a certain individual that would do it. You know what I mean? Like you would say, Oh my goodness. I can't believe he's biting him. Now I go, oh, here he goes. He's biting him. You know what I mean? It's a, it's an unfortunate, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate change in how things are operating today. Yeah. Um, uh, then, uh, we got
1: one castle saying with another super chat saying if Jack confronted punk, then punk is on the right to defend himself. If Khan had any integrity, he would have fired Perry on the spot. Go on.
2: That's that's not that's there's, you know, between Nick Houseman's House of Wrestling and, and Fightful and, and P.W. Torch, everything that's coming out and some of the and some of the reports are noting this is information coming from Punk's camp. or This is Punk's side of the story. Even Punk's side of the story notes that Punk approached Perry, that obviously hmm. Perry fired the first shot that night by saying what he said to the camera about the glass and Crimea River hmm. That's out in front of the cameras, but in terms of behind the cameras, it has become pretty clear in, in the accounts that Punk approached Perry, and that it's become clear in the in the accounts that there's 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 become less confusion that Perry absolutely did not strike the first physical. Right. So, so just just so that so that, that you know doesn't
1: Look, and and again I, I think we need to be careful about assuming we know what happened and who did what and everything like that. But also I will say. Based on the reports we've seen, if it's hard for me to take punk's side when I see him cutting promos on hangman Adam Page not being able to move merchandise and taking shots at counterfeit bucks and then getting upset that someone took a shot at him live on TV, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I again, I, I try not to act like I know because we don't, I, I don't know, I just know what people report, but at the same time. Again, I just it, there's just a common denominator I see all the time. So,
2: and again, getting ahead of things. If you know there's problems, why put Jack Perry's match right before CM Punk's match? The the, the match after is always waiting there, and and the and the as WWE calls it the gorilla position. I, don't, I think AEW <laughs> for a while called it the dusty, but I don't know if they still do since Cody's not there. But just say on standby. Right. This is part of being a leader and being ahead of things. If you're truly trying to keep people apart, then think about these kind of things. Mm -hmm. that that that's another thing. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would, if, if, if you know something's brewing, but again, maybe they, maybe if something's brewing, nothing has been done about it. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I'm sure more will, more will come out. I'm sure Mm -hmm. this isn't the end. Uh, We will have to see how it pays off. But uh, I do think last thing on this um, is if CM Punk is not, you know, suspended through all out and through Chicago, very interesting to see how the crowd reacts or what they do. Um, I would imagine if they still sell pretty well, tickets still look normal and the response is still average. That's a very bad sign for Punk. But if it's an empty arena and everyone hates everything, that's a good sign for Punk. So usually I don't really read too far into ticket sales and things like that. But this week might be kind of interesting if he's not there. Hmm. maybe
2: he maybe maybe he's working us all to help the year-over-year numbers in his negotiating favor oh maybe maybe Three, 3d chess my friends there you go then then he's the smartest guy in the building so <laughs> <There you go. laughs> hey i've never hey i'm i might i might say that he's a pain in the ass at a common denominator i never said he was dumb no
1: <laughs> that's that's very true uh <laughs> hey and he's very look he's he's very good at what he does like I mean, he he's got some of the most loyal fans I think I've ever seen in pro wrestling. So right, and, and like
3: like like we were talking about here, it, he's dominated the news cycle. What is everybody talking about?
1: Yeah, they're not it's, talking about Mercedes Monet being at an AEW event.
2: Yeah, no. he, he he was he was not in the main event of the show, and that's all that we're talking about. Is CM Punk. So.
1: Exactly. Yep. Um, I do wonder if he was meant to. I felt because I thought he was going to come out at the end, and they were going to do the stare down, and like that was going to be your main event of all out
2: that might have been the plan as we've since learned punk left he was was gone before the show was over so who knows maybe that was the plan
1: um well one thing and and this is the difference of why things like this are such a big deal is because while one company's dealing with that we have another company uh wwe and boy am i gonna get WWE Homer comments for this that segue, but uh, WWE is announcing as we saw a commercial for it uh, a partnership with NFL. They're going to be having um, championship belts for each individual team. It looks like they're going to go for five fifty a pop. Uh, Justin, I know you're a big football fan. Uh, Jimmy, you have a team as well. I, I'm a big Seahawks fan. This, Justin, this seems like a, a match made in heaven. They're going to make so much money on these things.
2: It's a big deal. It is, and it's a big deal because, um, obviously, you know when you open up licensed partnerships like this. I mean, the the NFL is the NFL is, is the big, is the biggest business you can get. The NFL is so so grand; it can't fail. It's so foolproof. You know, you you can't have one. And there's been some crazy rogue players. You know, Antonio Brown comes to mind recently. You, you can't have mm-hmm. you can't have a CM Punk situation in the NFL. No one person's going to tear the NFL. Is bigger than any one player. It's a big deal for WWE. It's a big deal on perception. It's a big deal that WWE, even just twenty, you know, twenty to twenty-two years ago, when they went public, and then two years later, Vince is launching the XFL to try to be this alternative. Even then, uh, public perception is it's still wrestling, right? It's that mm-hmm. fake stuff. It's 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 lowbrow. It's it's niche. Obviously, they've come a long way. WWE, especially leading the charge with the television deals they get with the mainstream, Mm -hmm. you know, they did a thing on, on the late Bob Barker on the mainstream uh, influence and crossover they've been able to do. Um, but having a deal like this with the NFL, that is a huge win in perception of this is not your granddaddy Southern wrestling. You know, that's not what this is. This is a global juggernaut of live entertainment. Um, that is, that is doing a partnership deal. That you know, a wrestling belt. Everybody knows what a belt is. I mean, that's the champion, mm-hmm. and they're doing a belt themed with NFL teams. NFL mm-hmm. more legitimate to anybody. So it's it, it's it's just a huge perception win, and I don't know if it goes to Triple H or who the actual kudos, but kudos to whoever in WWE and the fact that they started doing this thing in these last couple of years, where every time somebody would win the World Series, Super Bowl, any of the major championships, any of the major sports here in in, mm-hmm. in the US they would send him a custom WWE belt. And so that's a great little kind of organic swell that has now blossomed into this. What, what, what you said, Jack is going to just make a ton of money in the, in the merch lane.
1: Right. And and Jimmy, to that point, you know, one of the things we always talk about is how do you get the eyeballs of the people who aren't already fans? This is something that I know a lot of people who aren't wrestling fans, but they love football and and they, to Justin's point, they know what a championship belt is. And if they could get their team as a championship belt, that's it that's an easy 550 that wwe is going to pocket well there's costs involved but you know what i mean of course
3: no i know exactly what you mean and again the, here that we're talking about the business side of the business they're making money and they're getting their name out uh, their name's already out there let's put it that way but yeah. to do something like this to part the partnership with the nfl like justin said is absolutely huge and yes you're gonna have those people out there that go Oh, come on they're do they're they're partnering up with those guys uh, the wrestlers and stuff like that. i i i think they're going to be more people who are not per se wrestling fans who are going to see these things and they're going to see wwe superstars at events probably presenting belts to teams and that sort of thing and start going hmm what is this maybe i'll check this out and see what this is all about yeah i heard that you know it's and, like you guys said, it's not your granddaddy's wrestling any wrestling anymore. This mm-hmm. is now a sports entertainment juggernaut. And as much as people out there don't like that terminology, that's exactly what it is. It is a variety show that caters to a vast majority of people and doing this. and who's who knows? Maybe this opens the door to other uh, ventures like, let's say, the NHL, Major League Baseball, NBA. You don't know, especially now, because uh, my, my old uh, colleague, Jackie Redmond being there at WWE, who also works at the NHL Network, you know, mm-hmm. there's a nice little connection there. Doors may be opening. You never know. You
0: never
1: know. Yeah. No, but this is like I said, it's one of those things where if, if a team goes to the Super Bowl, I can imagine all their fans buying it. I can imagine fans buying the belt just because they're fans and showing mm-hmm. up that. I mean, you think about how many people bring wrestling belts to wrestling shows. It would not surprise me. To see that kind of thing happening with wrestling belts at football games yeah. in the future.
2: I mean, whoever wins the Super Bowl this year, you know, this will be the first Super Bowl with first Super Bowl with these um belts being a thing. I mean, imagine the you know the team always has a parade. You know, imagine that team having a parade and Roman Reigns or John Cena or Triple H or all three show up and present the team every member of the team with their own custom you know belt with Mm -hmm. like i mean that i mean that these are things that and then that'll grab espn that'll grab all the top outlets that that day i mean these it's a it's it's a i mean it's a marketing marketing slam dunk i mean Mm -hmm. and and how easy would it be
1: for them on those like the early shows that espn does or whatever where they're making the picks on who's gonna win and they all have the little Mm -hmm. fabric covering the the belt and like who did you pick i'm going with the Jaguars, mm-hmm. and it's the Jaguar belt or whatever. I say the Jaguars because, of course, that's going to be the int- – I don't know if they have the Jaguar belt. up. I assume they do. but uh, they, So,
2: interesting enough, yeah. they, they had a Jaguar's belt, and then after a few hours after the announcement, the belt all of a sudden was not there. Um, supposedly, <laughs> it's because the belt is out of stock already because it was bought and sold out, but obviously mm-hmm. others would believe a different st- story. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so I don't maybe
2: maybe Tony Khan bought up all the Jacksonville Jaguar title belts. I don't know. <laughs> which would be the you never know.
1: Which would actually be the dumbest move because you're just they're still selling out. I don't care if, mm. if if I'm selling like shirts and someone buys them all and throws them away. I don't care. I still made all the money. That's right. <laughs> and, and and they're gonna make
3: more. And what are you gonna do? Buy <laughs> up the the rest? Yeah,
1: I can print them as fast as you can buy them, baby. There you uh, <laughs> but uh we, we can
2: cash your <laughs> checks as soon as you write them. <laughs> as fast as you can write <laughs>
1: uh well we we do got a little bit of sad news as before we get to the show uh, a few more details on the passing of bray wyatt uh it turns out that it looks like he suffered a heart attack uh during his sleep uh on thursday while taking an afternoon nap um apparently there's a defibrillator he typically wears and was not wearing um whatever the case is just very very sad now you guys didn't have a chance to really speak uh on this um i don't know if you guys had anything you want to add uh jimmy i'll let you go first any any thoughts on uh bray wyatt and um anything you want to share
3: no uh, just uh just an incredible loss and and it, gone you know you talk about far too soon someone gone far too soon that's that's the epitome of it with someone like a bray wyatt and you know knowing his father um very well, you know that. I can only imagine what he's going through right now, you know. And uh, it's it's just a tragic loss. And you know, we can talk about his, you know, enduring persona and his creativity, which you know has been discussed by many people. But the sad thing is, you never know when something tragic can happen. So always, always be kind to the people, to everyone, but mm-hmm. especially your friends and family.
1: Yeah, Justin, definitely um something that I've tried to be better about lately is getting pictures with people and things like that cuz you never know. Um very very sad news uh about Bray and uh, in the wrestling world obviously Terry Funk and uh even Bob Barker uh rough rough week for pro wrestling. Just any any mm-hmm. thoughts or anything you want to add about Bray
2: Wyatt? Yeah, no, it's uh, obviously it's a tragedy. You feel for his wife and his kids um it hit me extra hard just on this on the sobering you know when we say gone too soon I, he and I were born the same year we were both born in 1987 so you know I it just that's just you You know that's a smack in the mm-hmm. face um no it, it it it's so crazy because like I I've always said like I always felt like for as creative and as good and entertaining as pretty wyatt has been especially post original Wyatt family I always felt like we never saw full potential. It was one thing or another. Like, you know, he in 2017 in that fall twenty seventeen, he was gonna portray, it looked, looked like he was gonna portray Sister Abigail up against Finn. And then he actually had a medical issue that came up there, him and several superstars, and they called an Audible. I remember I was at that WBTLC show in Minneapolis. And then like doing stuff with the Fiend and Firefly Funhouse, pandemic hits, a whole lot of roster cuts happened. He was one of them. But all in all, all while it happened, it's like, you know what, there's always Tomorrow, or maybe he pops up in AEW, or maybe WWE resigns him again. Like you always felt like, oh, it's cut short, but there's always tomorrow. And then he comes back last year, phenomenal return last fall at Extreme Rules. We're seeing Uncle Howdy, seeing all this stuff. And then, you know, at the start of this year, all of a sudden he disappears. And we were told he's dealing with something. And again, it's like, all right, well, it sucks, but there's always tomorrow. They'll bring him back. They're going to, they'll, and it's a crush this is all this is all obviously from a fan from a fan standpoint of the characters i'm not talking about obviously the the man we've lost from a fan it's like mm-hmm. there is no more tomorrow you know right. we got what we got the the video tributes were tremendous that they've been doing but it's it's yes. just it's a it's a terrible situation it really is
3: you, you got you, like you said justin you have to give the wwe credit for those video tributes because it, they, they were phenomenal both for 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 bray and for terry funk and you know
2: and if I may, uh, I do want to acknowledge this. I know I know, we spent a lot of time here critiquing AEW and, and Tony Khan, but I, want to, I do want to say, and I believe it because I trust Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp tweeted earlier this evening that Tony Khan told all AEW talents, anybody who wants to have a night off this Wednesday can miss Dynamite to attend the Bray Wyatt uh, services, uh, which I think is a that's a very classy move to do Obviously Bray White never worked for Tony Khan, but that's a very classy move, knowing that many in the in his company probably did know Bray, or or know somebody in Bray's family. So that is a very classy move to do. While while you are dealing with all the other things you're dealing with in the AEW world, to to do that, I thought was, uh, I thought again, classy move to do.
1: Very classy move, especially on a week where it's going to be hard to not have all hands on deck because you got to build to a show in one week. Um, but still, I think the right thing to do, a cool thing to do, and for anyone who, uh, I said this before, so I won't go too far into it, but uh, anyone who feels sad watching this, I always say with wrestlers, um, even if you didn't know them, they're people we let into our lives every single week, and we root for them, we cheer for them, and we follow them, even if it's a character, along on a journey, and so when they, we lose someone like that, it feels like we do lose a little bit of ourselves, or someone that we know, and so, if, it, if it's bumming you out, I think it's okay, don't feel bad that a person on tv passing away makes you feel sad um that's totally fine and i think that's totally normal and it's okay to grieve um that said we're going to pick things up we're going to get things moving we're going to have a fun time chatting about raw tonight mm-hmm. uh like comment share subscribe you guys know the drill of course uh everyone in the chat if you're a lurker shout out to the lurkers but also a new name cream dream supreme coming through uh beer money huffman elite training sergio hjz nelly belly adam staples ricky uh brian we got max we got killer of demons and uh was by the way one of my favorite names in the chat right now sorter you're the one that uh, i think is one of my favorites uh tut graf and ethan Cruz, and everyone else thanks so much for joining us uh burning dc as well um and george let's get into the show this was a very i have thoughts on this this week's episode uh Sami Zayn and damian priest to start things off uh the match is because damian priest was upset about last week's main event jd mcdonough helps priest get the win but priest is unhappy about it so ko and zane beat up jd afterwards mm-hmm. uh jimmy this this show felt like it started weird was that just me like it felt like they weren't ready or something like it was kind of quiet at first and then the music started and then was it just me or did you get that too like it, uh, something felt off about this episode it,
3: it, I, I don't know if it felt off it just we're so accustomed especially after you know we saw the you know, the, the the tribute pictures to, you know, to the, the memories of Terry and, and Bray, it, it was almost like they wanted to to have that pause mm-hmm. and let people take it in, as opposed to going straight into the the Sammy music. And when the Sammy music hit, obviously things picked up. And the one thing with WWE is we're so used to them starting off with a promo seg and that sort of thing, having, having the show start off the way it did with a match. Mm-hmm. I know it kind of throws people off a little bit, I guess uh, nowadays anyways, because it, it, it's almost like, uh, you know, Wednesday nights you expect, uh, orange Cassidy to start off a map, start off the show every Wednesday night kind of thing. You know, you expect a promo segment to start off the show, but, uh, having this match start off and I thought it was a good match. And, mm-hmm. you know, it told a nice little story at the end there too.
1: Yeah. We got a little bit of a story, um, Sami Zayn gets the win. Priest takes a loss, though, Justin. I know you're not happy about that, but there was no, no
2: priest, got, priest, no, priest, priest got, got the win. No, priest got the win. Never
1: mind. Priest got the win. Sami Zayn took the loss, uh, but he was unhappy about JD. That's the that's what I was thinking of. Mm. Um I like that what they did with this is they talked about why they're having the match. I think that's something that um otherwise this would feel sort of like okay, I guess they're in a match. But I like that they, as little as it is, said. Well, last week, Priest wasn't happy, so he wants this one-on-one match. Uh, Justin, any thoughts about the way this episode started?
2: Well, the start is a little odd because the, you know, they're showing the In Memoriam. Um, and, and look, the last few times uh, that, 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 that an active member, or a member of the active roster has passed away, they usually just swipe, they usually kind of side-swipe storylines and they just go full-on um, tribute show. Um, they did not, you know, they they paid tribute on Friday, to, to but they but they still had some matches. They still tried to have some storyline, you know, like LA Knight, obviously, again, on SmackDown, if you saw it, cut a promo to remember Bray, and then he was Bray's last match in WWE, mm-hmm. but he still transitioned into selling his feud with The Miz, and, it, you know, and then same, same with tonight. So it's kind of like they tried to walk a balance of like paying tribute, but still do some storyline. So that 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 can be, jostling to the emotions and from a production standpoint you need to be respective, respectful of like let a, let, a, let, a, let a slow fade to black let a lot of pause you don't want to so I, I think that might have played into what you're feeling but yeah overall this opening match good you're not going to get a bad match between zane and priest it did make sense that they're going to have it. it it makes sense from what we saw it made sense because we're going to have a tag match coming up here for the titles this saturday here in pittsburgh at payback um and i, I will say this i'm glad that payback's coming this saturday i'm glad that rhea ripley gave the kind of the ultimatum she that she does later in the night because I do start I am starting to feel like, all right, I've seen this soap opera episode before, this whole JD and like we need to kind we need to get to the next stage. We need to make something happen, all right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that time where we're we've we've filled enough segments. It's time for the next turn the next corner.
1: Yeah, Jimmy, that's uh, what I was gonna say is later on in the night, of course, Rhea Ripley says basically where you guys figure it out or we're making some changes. What was interesting here though, is she said everyone leaves with gold, or we're making some changes? And then Damian Priest holds up the money in the bank. There is a scenario where everyone but Finn leaves with gold.
3: Yeah, see, that's the thing. There's so many, you know, options and that, that you can, uh, and so many directions you can take here. Uh, I, I like that. I like that logic. I like that thinking, but I also like the fact that it seems like Ria is the one taking over the judgment day group. It seems like she's the one in charge right now. And, and, and it's coming off, uh, um, uh, really well for her. It, 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 she's really excelling in this role of trying to play peacemaker in the group, but also taking charge. Well, Justin,
1: I see you holding up the pen there. Uh, you have, you have an idea. You know, on the pence for you,
2: my friend. Oh, you're right. Really? No, you're right. You're right. She basically gave the ultimatum and said we either get course corrected, and, and and we walk out with gold, or basically somebody's gonna be out of the out of Judgment Day. And you're right. Uh, priest and I think that'd be a great opener. First off, for the sh- for the show is to have the priest, uh, Finn, tag match, uh, Steel City Street Fight versus Ko and Sammy. Priest and Finn come up short. Looks like they're both now not gonna have gold, but he's still got that briefcase. Hmm. You know, I mean, the the we'll talk about it later, of course, but the 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 Seth versus Nakamura match certainly has picked up some steam these last few weeks. I still don't think I buy in of Seth losing that title straight up to Shin. But man, if he would have fought Shinsuke Nakamura standing tall, and all of a sudden here comes Priest. And now we do go to Monday, and everybody does have gold except for Finn. Uh,
3: throwing another throwing another curveball into that, too, uh, with, the, with, sorry, just the pencil. Um, <laughs> so, so what if they do fail in their attempt to win the tag team titles? And like you said, uh, Priest attempts to cash in his money in the bank, and Finn goes, I'm not going to be the only one standing here without a championship. Ooh. And he costs him the money in the bank cash in.
2: Well, now a nuclear bomb's just going off in Judgment yeah. Day at that point. Yeah. Yes.
1: What I love about this situation is, because uh, I, I also want to jump to, we get a hype video from Raquel Rodriguez, who then, when Rhea Ripley's cutting her promo, Raquel comes out and basically stuns and shocks Rhea Ripley per Michael Cole. What if, this is the other side of things, Justin, what if, Finn and Damian Priest win the tag team titles, but it's Rhea Ripley who leaves without gold.
2: Uh that would be a scenario as well. Uh I think less likely because I just uh are we talking about the are we just gonna talk about that segment now with Raquel and Rhea? Yeah, are we, are yeah, let's just yeah, we'll okay. just combine yeah. them. Um and I'm a Raquel fan, and I've saying her praises. I liked again stature wise, she can stand face to face with Rhea. Um, she has certain qualities to me that I'm like, Oh, that this could be a baby face that could really, they could build around, but not quite yet. And especially tonight, I don't know if it's just cause the Memphis crowd at this point in the third hour was kind of tired or, or what mm-hmm. they were kind of flat w- with her offense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they reacted when Rhea came out, they of course react to her Dom as they do. But when Raquel came out with, with the, with the baby face offense, they weren't doing much hmm so i just don't buy into them is so hot i mean Rhea is, is 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 hotter than most of the of the male superstars right now i just don't see them on and i'm very excited for payback but it, it, you know it's not one of their top tier top big four premium love events i just don't see them having her drop the title
3: right. to, yeah. to
2: raquel so that, that i mean that's just that but you're but i i, I agree it's a scenario if, mm-hmm. if, if I think if if, Raquel, if things were in a different position, that would be a great scenario to explore. But I just mm-hmm. don't, I just don't see it right now. Uh, it was kind of actually disappointed. That the crowd was not as behind Raquel as I hope. I don't know if it's because they're not behind Raquel. I don't know if it's because they don't care, or if it's because Ri is just so damn entertaining that people are just kind of again they're cheering her, they're booing Dom. Uh, if it's just kind of that that mixture that we're starting to get, where they love her, mm-hmm. but they just can't stand a little twerp that she's you know got her arm around
1: yeah uh kier Kemp says the Rhea pop was crazy uh i was there uh who who got some of the biggest pops of the night there um kier let us know um but uh yeah i wonder if it is and jimmy i'd love your thoughts on on the raquel situation i wonder if it's because she hasn't had matches really like i I think visually we get it character we get it like she Mm -hmm. is that person but we haven't really seen her earn it at this point
3: you know what i mean Right. Yeah. We're, we're on the other side. We've seen Rhea dominate people in the ring, dominate her, yeah. her opponents lately. And Raquel almost feels like she had to finagle her way into this match and and also playing the ruse of coming out there with a the crutch and seemingly mm-hmm. not being cleared. But then, hey, guess what? I'm, I am am cleared. That kind of thing. It, it's it's almost uh, I don't want to say it was almost light, cheating and steal, but it was it still it didn't work. Let's put it that way.
2: Jimmy, I think you're on to it. I think that's what it is. Raquel hasn't had like this gauntlet of a singles run to get her way to, to Rhea. It kind of, you know, Raquel was an a tag team, basically, right? So it mm-hmm. kind of feels a little bit, yeah, just kind of last minute audible calling. Uh, cheap plug, I will be releasing uh, later this week. Check out my socials and elsewhere. I uh, will have a brand new interview conversation with Rhea Ripley.
1: Cool. I can't wait for that one. That's that's going to be a good one. Everyone make sure to follow Justin LeBar. Mm-hmm. I say that you guys got like, 50 times as many followers as I do. But yeah, follow them. Why don't you? Um, but uh, the Judgment Day, very interesting overall uh, where things could go. I think Dom is the only one who's safe from losing a title at, at uh, Payback for now. We'll see. For now. <laughs> um, but Justin, I do want to get your thoughts. Uh, tag team match. I want to jump back to the tag team match real quick. Steel City, Street Fight. <laughs> what you're gonna be there. Are you gonna get involved? What can we expect from a Steel City street fight?
2: Hey, I'll be sitting ringside, so you never know. Yeah. Uh, Our, uh
1: which side are we gonna see you?
2: Uh I'll be if you're looking at the ring, like if you're watching yeah. at home, I'll be to the left or right about at the corner. Uh where where the entranceway and
0: uh, oh
3: where the
2: stairs are. Uh the, usually the stairs are at the end of the aisle, the stairs are usually to the left. I'm going to be, if you go to the end of the aisleway as, as a talent, you'll go to the right. You'll go past me. Oh.
3: So if you oh, go to the right, if okay. you go to the
2: right towards the hard camera, I'll be at the corner there.
1: Ah, oh, got you. Guys. Uh, so. I can't wait to see you reach out to try to get a high five from Damian Priest and have him do the Scott Hall dodge. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> would do
2: me like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it'll, be, it'll it's, I think, I, th- I think, I think that tag match should kick the show off. I think that'd be a great way to start the show. Mm-hmm, really? Absolutely.
1: I know it's all the same thing, but I love when they give them these names for city, like special cities, like steel city street fight. For some reason, if you just called it a hardcore match, I'd be like, eh, but I'm like steel city street fight. Hell yeah. Let's do this. This is awesome. It's
2: such, it's such a gimmick. It really really is. You know, whatever. It's fine. It's a, it's a Saturday night. I'm just happy. It's a Saturday night. It's a long weekend. You know, I'm I'm just happy that I got, I got, I got, I got, Family coming in, I'm taking to, 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 to the show. I'm just looking forward to that. You
1: know? um, so we get a
2: few uh, Matt
1: Riddle and Drew McIntyre moments. McRiddle, first off, Akira Tozawa is giving Drew McIntyre some really good career advice, I'm sure, saying Akira is ready or something along those lines. But eventually mm-hmm. Matt Riddle shows up, and they have a miscommunication about their their future tag team gear. Uh, they go to sit ringside by the new day or by the commentary is new day has a match with the Viking Raiders. It's a long one, but eventually breaks down with a uh, true McIntyre taking out everybody. Uh, Viking Raiders get the win. And then um, later on, we find out woods is hurt, but they're all good. And next week it's going to be Mick Riddle against the Viking Raiders. A lot of stuff here, Jimmy yeah. happened, but we're starting to see that this team of McRiddle and Drew McIntyre is becoming a bit more concrete. It
3: it seems to be. It seems to be that Drew McIntyre is slowly getting on board. He wants to be in charge, but at the same time, uh, I think he's going to have some fun with this from a personal standpoint. Yes, you you know, obviously on screen we're going to have maybe a little dissension here and there because of the the different characters we got. But at the same time, you know, you got Matt Riddle who's a legit – you know, MMA fighter and that sort of thing. And Drew McIntyre is just a, a beast, but at the same time, character-wise, you've got Matt Riddle. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, we we know what we're, where we're going with this, but at the same, and then Drew is starting to show a different side of him. He's starting to show a little bit of a softer side and getting getting to like. It seems like he's getting to like Matt more, which is like could turn into a lot of fun.
1: Well, Justin, something that stood out with this to me was we got a little bit of an angry Drew McIntyre at the end of this one, throwing chairs and taking people out. Uh, what's the over/under if you're a betting man on Drew McIntyre eventually hitting Matt Riddle with a claymore?
2: Oh, eventually, but not yet. Too early. Way <laughs> too, too. too early. But yeah, but uh, but uh, but I think, you know, I think that. Uh, that's okay. I think you need to find some, you need to define, you know, like, like riddle. We all loved RK bro. And that oddball pairing. If you're going to try to do the same thing here with, with drew, I think you need to have a definition of like, okay, you know, drew, drew can be the Scottish hothead that gets, that gets, you know, and then leave it to riddle to be bro, to calm, calm him mm-hmm. down. You know, we're going to need some kind of dynamic at play to make this work. If, if this is going to be something they're going to run with here for any bit of time, which it seems like they are because they, they've given it uh Considerable TV investment time over the recent weeks, so um, I'm here for it. I see. I'll see what happens. Um, I, I personally, I'd like to let this happen for a little bit, and I'd love to see Randy Orton if he can resurface and uh, a bro a bro in the middle. Forget monkey in the middle. A bro in the middle. <laughs> <There
1: you go. laughs> what about uh, and just not throw this one back to you? The new day. Are you think they're just out of this, or are they going to want some? I'm gonna say it. Retribution. Uh, I, don't,
2: I don't know what to make of, of New Day. Uh, I guess New Day being Kofi and Xavier for right now. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. They. I. I actually made a note to myself here for the show. I actually said I want to see more New Day. They, they're in. They're in about a match every episode right now for Raw since they kind of surprisingly returned. But I feel like they have so much equity with the WWE audience. I feel like we should be doing more with the New Day. They. Mm-hmm. They. They feel like kind of just bit players right now and i don't know if that's because they have fewer days in their future you know the the the, 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 most of the days are behind them so i don't know if it's a case of you know we need to like get viking raiders over we need to get like i don't know if it's that but i kind of feel like the new day is over and every town they go to people pop they know all the chants they know the music they know and even if it's just two of them and not the charisma that is Big E, so i feel like we should be doing more with new day to mm-hmm. offer up some rubs and some but it's not being done so i'm not sure what what's going on i don't know if there's a i don't know if one of them's hurt or not working 100 i'm not sure but i feel like if i got the new day on my roster i'll be mm-hmm. doing more with them I, f- I feel like they're they're kind of a in and out yeah. right now
1: All right it's especially because they're at Like legend status now, where even if they do nothing, you're like, "Oh, cool! I get to
2: see the new day." Because they're, you know, they're 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 Hall of Famers. I mean, they're yeah. What that group started in late 2014, and again, that's an I mean, we're almost at a decade. That is an eternity in today's WWE, where you have five hours of programming every week. So the fact that they've stuck together, never turned, they've been the best faces on the roster. They've been the best heels on the roster.
3: And great ambassadors, too, for the yeah. brand, for the, you know, for the company mm-hmm. as well. Sorry to cut you off there, Justin, but it just mm-hmm. is it, you're right. The, the, these guys right now, like you said, Hall of Fame careers, it doesn't matter. Uh, losing right now doesn't hurt them because right. the people still are behind them. Right. Like with, some, with some talents right now, you, you know, you don't want to risk them, you know, losing a match and gaining and uh, losing momentum with a new day they never seem to lose momentum right now
1: yeah so yeah i mean yeah put them on tv more i mean mm-hmm. why don't you? it's like a slam dunk um someone who also has been a slam dunk lately ludwig kaiser has a match with chad gable <laughs> uh first off uh Gunther, uh starts his weekly announce table address to the wwe mm-hmm. universe which is one of my favorite things now uh Gable shooshes him, and then we get a long matchup uh, that's eventually broken up uh, by Vinci when he realizes that Kaiser's going to lose. And then we get some back and forth before eventually uh, Gunther powerbombs Gable. Uh, Jimmy, this is a two wrestlers I love. Great matchup. Gave him time. I'm going to be honest. I'm frustrated that we watched this much of a match just for someone to run in and end it in a DQ.
3: No, I see. That's I get that. I really do. But, you know, back in the day, this would have worked. You know, to get your audience pissed off. Today's audience is a little bit different. They're a little more invested, and they don't want to see DQ finishes and that sort of thing. It, it, it doesn't work like it did. Yeah. Let's put it that way, with the majority of the audience. But there are mm-hmm. still some who buy into the thing and, and and get upset by it for the right reasons, as opposed to getting upset for it by it for the the. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say wrong reasons, but get upset for it for the reasons you don't want him to be upset for right. if if you get my drift.
1: No, I, I, I guess I get what you're saying. But yeah, I feel like I know you hate roll-ups, but I feel like if Gable's gonna get a win, you might as well just let him get a roll-up. But uh uh Justin, I see you shaking your head. Yeah, mm. I, I hate
2: it. I loved I love Gunther's I love the promo, like you said on the announce desk. I I, mm. I, I you know, I was, I was selfishly a little disappointed. We're not going to see him versus Gable at Payback this Saturday. But, mm-hmm. okay, you're going to – maybe it's going to main event the Raw next week. And why not? Because they basically, as Michael Cole said, is the, they're 11 days away from uh, – as of Monday. 11 days away of him breaking Honky Hogan's Man's record. So, basically, if he can get through this Raw, he's essentially crossed the finish line. So, that's a great gimmick to, to build a Monday Night Raw around. All that's great. And then Kaiser having a competitive match against Gable? Fine. Kaiser had some great uh, selling spots too, by the way, some spots that other guys might just gloss over and, but he, he sold them. It was a, gr- everything was going really well. Why the frick can't you let Gable just get the win? You're setting him up to be, you You are setting him up to be the final obstacle for, for Gunther to have to, I don't know if it's Gunther Guther. My German <laughs> goes back and forth. You're setting him up as a final obstacle for him to have to go pa- get past, to cross this finish line, to, to, to be in the record books as the longest IC champ ever yeah and, and his challenger can't even beat your henchman there we we have to have the the, the de- I, I just I don't I, I don't agree with it don't agree with it at all might have been might have been my biggest my biggest uh in my opinion Monday morning quarterback booking mistake of the show
1: yeah, yeah. I I agree especially because I, I love Kaiser. I think they've got a star on their hands with him, but he's not at a place where him taking a clean loss is going to impact him mm-hmm. in any way.
2: Especially when Gable has Otis out there. So let so right. yeah let let get Kaiser in peril, Let Vinci because because uh, Gunther removed himself, so it was just Vinci out there. So let Vinci go to try to use the numbers game, and then Otis cuts him off and cancels him out. Like it's not that difficult. I don't understand. Mm-hmm
1: overthinking
3: um, yeah overthinking
1: yeah it is was... so that that was disappointing again and if if it was going to end this way and it was only like a 5 minute match i'd be like yeah whatever but because mm. this one was a pretty
3: it's a good match and long no it was, it was a good it, yeah. match given time yeah
1: yeah yeah so those kind of endings always just make me go man you could have just hm. done this if, if that was the the result we were going to get but uh it is what it is it was a mm fun contest again i think both those guys are stars so good they got time uh we got seth rollins comes out and he's saying to shinsuke don't sing it bring it and he wants him to come out and talk to him but shinsuke has another awesome video where he's talking about making it so seth can't walk his daughter down the aisle at her wedding and then Seth Rollins like why where's the shinsuke that main event at the tokyo dome and that. Shinsuke, I guess, showed up because he he knocked out Seth Rollins in the middle of the ring. Uh, For as disappointed as I was at the end of the last segment, Justin, I really liked this one.
2: I mean, what in the name of Lord Tensai is going on here? (laughs) We have finally cracked the code of how to present Shinsuke Nakamura on the main roster Mm -hmm. as a threat, as a heel, Mm -hmm. as a threat. Mm I mean, the video package last week uh, of him explaining, and and I I know it's fine with him speaking Japanese and having the subtitles and translation, and then tonight the B-roll of him doing the the martial arts and what he's saying, and then the attack they actually give Seth in the ring. I mean, he's coming off as both an interesting presentation and package and as a credible threat. As a betting man, I'm not betting any money that he's going to take this title, as I said, if anything i think that we could have some money in the bank in against but but that being said i am not mad about this match i am uh i'm ready to see shinsuke nakamura have his entrance and and have his showing in the ring with seth and i think that they've done as good of a job as you can to make shinsuke all of a sudden appear to be this dangerous threat and, and making it personal and his back and you, and your family it's where has this been this is long overdue i'm glad they found it
1: yeah, and Jimmy, to that point, I agree with Justin. I don't think that Shinsuke is winning, but one, it's good enough for me to be interested in the match, and two, what I love about this is after this match, Shinsuke feels like a top tier villain to whoever the next good guy is. He's going to cross paths with.
3: Absolutely, he he is regardless of whether he wins the title or not, he will be elevated after this match, and that's the beauty uh, of someone like a Seth Rollins, especially now. I know this is a little off topic, seeing Seth being the more serious Seth, mm-hmm. uh, having Shinsuke bringing that out in him, instead yes. of the, the the more comedic, the more fun side, having, having Shinsuke bring that out means a lot. You and I
2: mean? and but, shout out to Seth, uh, if you saw on the right side of the uh, title belt, where they do the different um, plates, the custom plates mm-hmm. on the title belt, uh, his one plate was the Fiend, that's cool to
1: see. Um, and, of course, and of course, Seth had Seth had a very
2: famous and controversial run with the fiend character. Um, mm.
1: yes, yes, controversial to say the least. But um, uh, that's it's cool to see tributes like that. It's just it's cool to see. I mean, if it's an unfortunate situation, but it's it's cool to see tributes across all wrestling companies and people paying tribute to guys like Bray and Terry Funk and um and everyone else. Uh, but yeah, this this one will be a good, I, I have a feeling Shinsuke and Seth will be one of those ones that we all know that Seth is winning, but will, might be a show stealer at uh mm-hmm. payback. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, the potential is definitely there. Uh, Bronson Reed and Tommaso Ciampa have a matchup, uh, Reed attacks Champa from behind while they are walking out. Then we get the matchup mm-hmm. and, uh, Justin, I feel like this one ended kind of weird and abruptly abruptly. Um, I'm kind of bummed out about Bronson retaking the L here too. This was a segment I wasn't super fond of, to be honest.
2: I don't get it either. This is this is next in line after. Excuse me, next in line after Gable losing. Why? Why does why is Bronson losing here? He's a yeah. heel. Let him find the heel means to beat. If, if, if you're worried about him uh, beating Champa clean, and you know, they have Tommaso's putting up posters looking for Johnny Gargano, kind of. Teasing that, you know, he needs Johnny, and they're going to reform our tag team. Well, why, well that, that makes no sense. Then, if he finds a win here, if he's—I don't know. This is another one that didn't make any sense to me. So, don't know what what the plan is, but didn't make sense.
1: Yeah, and and I don't maybe it was just me, Jimmy, but it felt like it got rushed at the end. Like it felt like—I don't know—it looked like to me it, like they got a note of notice, like hey, you need to hurry up and wrap this up. Time to up. go. Time to yeah. go.
3: Someone, someone with a pencil in the mouth, that ringside going, you know, yeah, like, yeah, that sort of thing. But the, no, it did feel that way, and and I agree. I agree also that it, in, from a story standpoint, it, someone like a Bronson Reed needs a it needs a win, mm-hmm. it needs a a, a a very good win to yeah. elevate his character. Right now, people are saying, oh yeah, he's pretty good for a big guy, and he can do some stuff. But yeah, who do you, who do he ever beat? You know, right. That kind of thing, and when the crowd starts thinking like that, the audience starts thinking that. Then you you got some work to do to gain that 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 fiery momentum back, because this guy has the potential to be one heck of a heel.
1: And it's yeah, because Bronson is those guys that needs to win. Like some wrestlers, I always say some wrestlers need wins, some don't need wins. And Bronson, like mm-hmm. Otis, doesn't need wins. He can be a big round powerhouse and doesn't need wins. But Bronson Reed needs wins, and. Yeah. It's okay to lose, but I feel like, and Champa needs to win. But I don't think these two needed to be in the same ring together. You could have mixed up matches and had it work Mm -hmm. out better. Because I feel like Bronson Reed was getting over too. Something that Justin you you say all the time is, and he crawls up to the top rope. People stand up, like you could tell that it was working. But now I feel like so much momentum just got sucked out of him Mm -hmm. from this one, but. Again, I mean, and now I don't think he has a match on payback, which also doesn't bode well for him, but hopefully yeah. it's just a short term thing.
2: Hopefully. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I praise Triple H a lot, so I'll be as equal to say here I know Triple H has always liked Champa, And I'm not saying this, I'm not questioning like what's to like about Champa, but I, I wonder is this where you get into like, oh, all right, let's, mm-hmm. can we, can we try to like get Champa some, some wins and some, like, I, I wonder, like, are you, I don't know. I question the booking decision. I think I think I think Bronson Reed sh- should have been mm-hmm. the, should have gone over here. But.
1: Yeah, and, and I would say if this was like at Payback and they had a big match and somehow Champa got one over, I'd feel different than if than it being a kind of throwaway near the end of the show quick match that yeah. he loses clean. Mm-hmm. Um, But we get to the end of the show and Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark falls count anywhere. We get a couple of promos backstage before this one. Tiffany Stratton is at ringside. Uh, We get Trish throwing a chair at Zoe on accident, which unfortunately might be my favorite moment of the Mm -hmm. night. But uh, Jimmy, I'm always very um, critical of Becky Lynch, but I got to say this match rocked. I felt like this was this felt like a ple match, uh, the way they did this. It was fun. Lots of stuff happened. Big finale. Mm-hmm. I loved it.
3: No, th- th- these women all worked hard. All three of them worked hard in this match to get this uh, to get this angle over, to get this story over. And uh, you, you know, you talk about using weapons. Those shots with the kendo sticks. I was like, ugh, I was cringing. It was a lot of what was going on in there. And I give the women a lot of credit for really putting their bodies on the line for this one to help tell that story, to go into this. Like you said, PLE, this was PLE quality, but I'm glad they got the opportunity to have this as the main event of RAW yeah. going into the pay-per-view. That, that means a lot. And, and, and it shows how much the um, office thinks of them to put them in that position.
1: And then, uh, and beer money and, uh, Justin, you reminded me, I, I skipped the Miz on accident. We'll talk about the Miz right after this. Uh, I, I was moving notes around. It got buried, you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, but we will talk about that in just a second. But, uh, since we're already talking about the main event, uh, Justin, like I said, I loved this one. I'm, I'm the first to be critical of Becky Lynch, but I thought she absolutely nailed this.
2: No, I think Becky worked her ass off as did Zoe. Uh, Again, I, I hate to sound like on repeat. I, I, People have no problem booing Zoe because she's, you know, she's the she's the lesser known mm-hmm. compared to Trish. You know, where I say I don't know if people want to boo Trish, uh, so I thought this was good tonight to like get some heat for Zoe. Um, you know, Becky's pulling out the tables, big pop there, the big finish in the spots. You know, when the tables are good, I, I cringe a little bit because I thought as ladies are going to the tables, I just. I, I just was worried about their heads how their heads were were going through. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's okay. Um you know so yeah I thought it was it was a good it was a good it was a good attempt for the main event. Um, I'm still going into this Saturday for this cage match between Trish and Becky. I'm still I, they they still need to they they need to sell me on it. I I and again I don't know if it's I'm stuck on Trish as a heel. I don't know. I, I want to see what they do. But I thought tonight was at least a good attempt of okay, let's give them a main event spot, um, and, and let's try. And so we'll, we'll see. I, I, I certainly, but all ladies involved worked their ass off, and again, the spots were were risky. So you know, hope they're all okay. But we'll see. Ironically, the thing that we are going to talk about last here in a second is probably, I think, maybe the biggest talking point because I think it's what organically has the audience maybe the most a uh, uh, buzz about. Really,
1: so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's,
2: let's <laughs> I, so
1: I, I have my notes, but I realized I had the Drew McIntyre riddle segment separated by the Miz things like I'll just bump them together. But then I forgot to go back and get the Miz. So uh, my bad there, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but the Miz comes out and Justin. Since you reminded me in the private chat, thank you so much. I,
3: um, <laughs> you're,
2: you're, you're pulling back the curtain. Stop this. Right. Welcome
3: yes. back to Gorilla. There's, there's, mo- no, there's no
2: private chat <laughs> here.
3: Cafe, K- brother. There's
2: no private <laughs> chat here. I put my pen in my mouth.
1: <laughs> we, well, I, I gotta say, was this the single greatest promo the Miz has ever cut? Yeah.
2: Well, no, the the, just- the the Miz has a long <laughs> catalog of promos, mm-hmm. but I'll say this. There was something, uh, an irony that was great about this, right? Because The Miz's whole thing is he calls LA Knight this Attitude Era ripoff, calls him, you know, light version of Austin and Rock and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And these type of promos were popular in the Attitude Era to do an, to do a SNL type over-the-top impersonation of your opponent. And it extended beyond the Attitude Era. I'll say this. Here's the best compliment I can give LA Knight. The Miz did this promo tonight, trolled the entire audience, Music hit, people went crazy, Wade Barrett popped like crazy, Miz was dressed perfectly. As he first walks out, you think it's LA night until you get the close-up. The last time, here's the compliment, the last time the Miz did this with this success as well, with the crowd reaction, the last time he came out, dressed to the nines, to the music, to the whole shebang, the rock. What a compliment to LA Knight. Mm -hmm. that is absolutely
1: and and jimmy that's one of those things that uh when you've been watching wrestling for as long as we have you got to appreciate that there are these little callbacks that are just awesome on so many levels um and i also it's funny i gotta say he was trying to make fun of la night but i feel like everyone was still into it but he Mm -hmm. was doing it uh jimmy i feel like even when he did the rock everyone's like boo you're making fun of the rock but even right. with l.a
3: night they were still like yeah yeah we <laughs> oh, talked to you mm-hmm. no uh, they the, the the crowd was loving it they were they were really into it they were they appreciated what he was doing i think that's the thing you obviously they he got the booze that you wanted him to get but at the same time The audience is starting to appreciate because, you know, people used to look at Miz and go, oh, that tough enough guy and blah, blah, blah. And I read all these stories about him in the locker room causing all this dissension and having to change in the broom closet. and all You know, back in the day and all this sort of stuff. Now they're realizing and I think they're getting what Miz actually brings to the the table. And Miz is a guy who's going to help. Yes, L.A. night is over but Miz is going to help him get just that much more over and doing something like this. And we talk about, you know, doing something repetitive from the past when you do it as infrequently as, as we've seen, like how long ago was this when Miz did the rock? Oh, a decade,
2: a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, so, you know, it's not like we said, Oh, we've seen this before. You know what I mean? Enough time has passed. And Mm -hmm. he, I think he was on point tonight. He was just awesome. It was interesting. We didn't get
1: Cody Rhodes or L.A. Knight tonight. Um, so lacked a lot of we we were missing some big names, but still got us through the show. Um,
2: and, and both yeah. are advertised for payback. Mm-hmm. L.A. Knight in this match, and they announced Cody Rhodes on the Grayson Waller effect. So it was interesting that they on this go home show, uh, two big, heavy, heavy punch, heavy punches. They did not have time
1: right yeah uh but miz and uh la night gonna be great very smart with la night because i keep worrying about when people are gonna turn on la night because you know how it is us wrestling fans like mm-hmm. oh we love this guy wait you're pushing him boo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know uh i don't like him unless i can tell you you're doing something wrong with him uh and so but it's biz is one of those guys you're gonna cheer for la night beating him and then I'm sure their next one they have lined up will be someone that will still cheer for him beating him. And then by then, he'll Baron, be... Baron, Cor-
2: Baron Corbin's next. Right.
1: Perfect. Go. Exactly. exactly The kind of person that he can have a rivalry with that will go, yeah, he'll, but I want him to beat him instead of having him go straight for like a Cody Rhodes where we're yeah. like, oh, boo, mm-hmm. he's LA forced.
2: LA, LA Knight, Baron Corbin, Ellie Knight cuts a promo and all, but you failed at football. Welcome to, to pro wrestling.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So very smart what they're doing with him. But uh, that does it for this week's show. Uh, before we go, of course, everyone, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Jimmy, overall thoughts, and uh, where can the world find you online?
3: I thought it was uh, okay, the, you know, furthering storylines, getting people a little interested for what's going to happen this weekend at the PLE in uh, in uh, Justin's hometown there in, in, in the Steel City. And uh, I, um, I'm like... I am. I'm interested in seeing what's going on. And like you said, not having really Cody there and, and, and stuff, but that still kept me interested. Let's put it that way. And as far as where you can find me this week, uh, you'll find me the rest of the week doing my and rants on all my social media platforms from Monday to Friday. Again, critiquing not to tear down, but to help tighten screws that I believe need tightening. And you can catch me here on Wednesday, uh, post, uh, AEW dynamite, uh, and then after that, uh, taking a little break, we'll talk about that on Wednesday.
0: Yep.
1: Um, and uh, Justin, oh, by the way, uh, Kier, you said, so we got a super chat here saying Cody Crossroads, Dom. Was that something that happened uh, after the show went off the air? Did he come out and hit Dom with the Crossroads? Uh, yeah. or, are you, or are you predicting that for payback? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. Justin, Mr. Steel City himself getting ready for that street fight Whose side really help? I think you're a Judgment Day guy. Uh, but oh, yeah. uh, tell us uh, where can we'll find you online, where can we find that Rhea Ripley interview, and what did you think of the show?
2: Uh, yeah, well, first off, Cody Rhodes, Grayson Waller Effect at Payback. Maybe this is where we find out who Cody's next uh, feud is going to be. Perhaps somebody interrupts him there, and we get that. Uh, so, yeah, um, at Justin LaBar on the socials. Uh, I will not be here Wednesday. Uh, Rhea Ripley interview, I will start to put on the socials and at TribLive.com uh, this Thursday, so check that out. Um, we'll be at Payback Saturday. I will not be on, on any podcast, but perhaps, but again, follow my social. I'm sure I'll have some tweets and videos. Uh, maybe I'll even find myself around a microphone with uh, mm-hmm. Triple H in the press conference. Who knows? Uh, follow me at all times. You never know what I could get myself into or where I could uh, what what yellow tape I could pass by. But follow cool. the bar It's going to be a fun week. Rhea Ripley interview is going to be good. I'm going to miss Jimmy on Wednesday. Uh, So Jimmy, enjoy your time off. Well deserved. Thank you. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to this week. And then, oh, by the way, I'm sure we'll have 15 more CM Punk updates between now and then. So there's going to be plenty to talk about and tweet about as the week goes on.
1: Yeah. Make sure to check out, just follow the news stories here at wrestling Inc, because there's probably going to be a million things about, I don't know, CM Punk stole Tony Khan's jet and is uh flying it around i don't know what he's doing but um yeah that does it for us uh, you can find me at real jack farmer across all social media thank you again to everyone in the chat mdb999 ricky's Zaldivar, adam staples dream realm beer money jason uh and everyone else care as well uh thank you guys so much for joining us make sure to check out at wrestling inc throughout the week and check out the nxt after show right here tomorrow after nxt <laughs>